Welcome to the Girl Take No Podcast. I am your host, Shawnee Sanders. And today I have a special guest with me. This is Crystal O'Connor. She is the founder of the Moxie Entrepreneur and Moxie Media Solutions. She's also a published author. And we're so glad to have you on the show, Crystal. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm great. And I'm so honored to be here. Yeah, this is going to be a good conversation. I feel like... I've been interviewing a lot of people, but I feel like you're probably the first guest that I get to interview that actually talks about going from full-time employee to full-time entrepreneur and kind of embodies some of that because all my guests have been entrepreneurs. They all have taken the leap, but I think you kind of hone in more on it when looking at your profile and reading things about you. So I'm excited to have this conversation, but before we get into any questions, I always like to ask my guests to give me the story behind the brand. Give me the story behind the Moxie Media Solution, a Moxie Entrepreneur. What made you decide to do it? Okay, so I uh, have a background in education, elementary mm -hmm. education. And <clears throat> when I had three kids in a span of two and a half years, I mm -hmm. realized I'd chosen the wrong career because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, leave, <clears throat> leaving my kids, mm -hmm. my newborns, to make just enough money to be with other kids, to pay a daycare, to watch. It didn't make any yeah. sense at all to me. So that was one of the reasons why. And then I found myself, uh, so I stayed home with my kids until they were about five. And then I found myself uh, divorced mm -hmm. um, shortly after. And then I realized I had to make a lot of changes with my income. It just seemed to never be enough. But yet I worked for a TV station in sales. I worked with small business owners. I wrote commercials. I was sometimes in commercials, voiceovers, mm -hmm. and sold the commercial. I was working a lot. And they would always, they always seemed to change the commission structure so that I couldn't break past this $80,000. And I kept asking myself, why can't I make ends meet? Yeah. What's going on here? And so it just seemed like um, nothing I did was enough. And I needed, I knew what I needed. I would sit down and run the numbers. I knew what I needed a month, mm -hmm. um, but I, I didn't see myself getting out of it until I made a certain amount to put away. And so I heard somebody left these little CDs. Remember CDs? Yeah, CDs. Oh my God. <laughs> somebody left these, these CDs at the office and said, oh yeah, you can have these if you want. This guy came by and he was selling them. And it was Brian Tracy. And I would pop them in the car. And one of the things he said that really just sunk in was you become the five people you spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. And I had never heard it. And I'd never really thought about it, but I thought about it long enough to actually start uh, without even consciously realizing I was starting to notice and take note of the things that he was putting in my head. Mm -hmm. And um, before I knew it, I was seeing and hearing things differently. I was seeing opportunities. Mm. So I started taking steps towards the opportunities. For instance, here I was um, struggling to get by. By the way, I, I had bought a home with a really big uh, interest rate. Mm. Yeah. I made some dumb moves. Mm -hmm. And so that was part of the reason. Um, another thing that I hadn't even realized because, you know, silliness, um, I, they were taking way too much out of my check. And I wasn't even, I didn't even realize how much I was paying in taxes when I didn't have to. Yeah. Just things like that that was hurting my cash flow. Anyway. Getting back to, I so I heard this this uh, commercial on the radio 
and it was for a weekend learn real estate flipping properties and it was by Mm -hmm. a guy named robert kiyosaki Mm -hmm. and i went to it and i ended up writing it was actually a lunch a luncheon and it was free and i was like yeah i want to learn this i want to learn what they're doing and i wrote a checkout for five hundred dollars when i really didn't have it yeah and i went to this weekend and the next thing you know I was able to transform my whole life. Like I, I'm not even exaggerating. And here's why, because it, it changed my way of thinking. So it was a complete paradigm shift going on yeah. in my mind. And I realized I have to do what they're saying. And I did flip a couple of properties I found. So I went from struggling, struggling, and I found $25,000. And most people <laughs> would say, well, that was really stupid. Here you are broken. You just gave the Robert Kiyosaki. Okay, but here's what it did. And I also want to say this. As I was learning real estate, I was more interested in what I saw the woman doing in front of us. So the whole Mm -hmm. weekend, she's teaching us all these concepts and about credit and about getting your credit score up. There's a lot that I learned there, but in passive income. But I kept thinking at the very end, she was a teacher, by the way. She had been a teacher. Yeah. And so one of the things that she did was she so beautifully closed. She closed about uh, like 50 to 70 people, a 25. So she sold $25,000 to 70 people. Wow. So I'm sitting there calculating that. And (laughs) I'm thinking, I'm like, I like the math on that one better than me going around looking for properties and climbing underneath, you know, cobwebs with the the flashlight. And and I was doing a little bit of both, but I kept thinking back to what she had done. And I thought she just sold information. Mm -hmm. She sold information. So what could I do? And then um, I went ahead and in that time of looking for investment properties, I was really having a hard time finding the investors. So I made a couple of mistakes by making offers on homes Mm -hmm. and not being able to find the investor. And I thought, I know, I'll get my real estate license and sell commercial. And then I did, by the Mm -hmm. way, and was selling commercial. And then boom, 2008 happened. And I noticed LinkedIn. I noticed social media. I noticed YouTube. And I'm like, well, what is going on? And I was invited to a bloggers group meeting. Didn't know what a blog was, but I went because it was at Panera and I wanted a coffee. So (laughs) I'm standing around with my my coffee and, you know, nobody really likes networking. Right. And I'm listening and I'm listening to all these little, uh, these nerdy looking guys yeah. like talk about <laughs> blogs and finally I was like hey what's a blog and funny thing about that is I didn't even really know what a blog was but yet the Des Moines Register was there that's the city I lived in mm-hmm. and took a picture of me and I was in this group of people that said the bloggers of Des Moines and I didn't even know how to blog <laughs> so uh that's so, manifestation so, right there <laughs> yeah so the guys at the office made fun of me because it was like oh um you're a blogger now. And I'm like, well, I just learned what a blog was. But at that meeting, I asked someone to put a blog up for me, paid Mm -hmm. him like $800 for a WordPress site. And um, I thought I was going to use that for investors and finding Mm -hmm. investors and continue looking for properties until people started to leave the meeting. I sat down with my laptop to talk to this guy about my blog. And as Mm -hmm. I'm looking, I see Allie Brown. And I don't know if you know who she is. I'm watching her and I'm just mesmerized. And I'm like, she has got the video and she's like, and I'm like, 
I want what she's having. It was again, someone selling information. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can talk and I got a lot to say. <laughs> so, so I thought I'm going to have my blog. I want to do something. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. And so I bought a course from her. I thought, okay, I get it now. I worked in the TV advertising. I've done nothing but sales and mm -hmm. marketing. I'm going to teach it to small business owners and teach them how to use all the new bells and whistles online. Yeah. And that's what I did. So I just had an anchor event, what I called an anchor event. And back then it wasn't a video, a live stream or like mm -hmm. this. It was a phone number. And I, it, by the way, I spent four hours one night. I'm not like real techie, but when I want something, I figure it out. Uh -huh. I figured out how to get a little opt-in using the code on a face, my Facebook page. And back then, a lot of people didn't even know you could do that. I came across this YouTube video and I don't know why it took me so long. But I remember being at a friend's house in her bedroom and she was bringing me glasses of wine. I was like drinking that wine and I was <laughs> like, and I finally got it to work. And what it was, is it was an opt-in and I put on the little um, title of it, you know, meet me on Wednesday at such and such times, like seven o'clock or something. People would get on my list and then I would send them an invite email to jump mm -hmm. on that call, call the number, put in this code and I would just talk. And I didn't know who was on the call. I just, yeah. knew, I could see that there were people, but I didn't know who they were. And I talked about money and I talked about marketing and making more money and income streams because I learned that from Robert Kiyosaki. By the way, yeah. I played that cash flow game with my kids. We loved that game. I just talked about things like that. And then it came to a point where I was like, I gotta, I gotta make money doing this at some point. <laughs> and um, commercial real estate, by the way, in 08 was horrible. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. So yeah, I, um, that. I was like, I got to make some serious changes. And started taking actions when before I had felt stuck. Mm -hmm. So I rented out my condo. And so had someone else pay my house payment. And I went and found a big, beautiful home. And the kids were like, wow. And I was like, yeah. That all I had to do was you know, like take some steps. Yeah. And so I put up my, so I was having the anchor event. I put up my blog and I thought, well, I'm not going to, I'm going to do a lot for them because I bring a lot to the table mm -hmm. with regard to information. So I, my first product was $6,000. Mm -hmm. I gave them a WordPress site. So I found someone to put up the WordPress site for them. I wrote the pages. So I basically taught them everything I was doing. So depending on what their expertise was, I would mm -hmm. use that. I would sometimes do the work for them. They got a lot for $6,000. Yeah. They got a lot because I would sit and do some of the work for them. I would set up all the technical, the opt-in. Um, I would create their giveaway. Mm. I would come up with their anchor event. I would title it for them with a hook. I would teach them about hooks. So we would meet once a week. And then in between, we'd do some work on their site. And basically, I would create a business for them. And so I made six figures, broke past the ceiling that I felt like was there in, in corporate. I did that in about nine months or less. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um, that changed everything. So then I was like, what do I do to get to the next level? And then it became group. So, and then building funnels for people yeah. with their emails, writing seven to 10 emails in 10 to 12 days, depending on what they wanted to sell, pricing and packaging and promoting it. And yeah, I just did all of that within a year. I had totally transformed my life I, and I, I never mean, looked back. I think that is so amazing because you were able to do something that one, you know, like selling big ticket offers and stuff like that and lead generation. We didn't even know anything about that during that time. Cause that's like before everything was so automated now. 
It's almost like mm-hmm. everybody's doing it now. But I think back then it just says a lot about how you were able to identify something that you can do and be able to package it and sell it and use a phone number for people to call in. Like right now today, I bet people couldn't even fathom calling in and just listening in on the phone. And just listening. <laughs> yeah, versus just watching. But it worked because that was our form of communication back then. That was a way for us to connect yeah. back then. And well, so I, I knew... I knew when I saw in that workshop that many people, there were like yeah. you know, 100, 150 people or something there in that workshop that Kiyosaki had brought in. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that's a lot of people that are also interested in making income streams and expanding you know, their life and lifestyle. And so I knew that I could teach the same thing and get the same kind of people on the bridge line. We called it a yeah. bridge line back then. Bridge yeah. line and just selling information. That is mm-hmm. so true. <laughs> that made me think about it now because I get a lot of people that call and ask me about podcasting. You know what I mean? A lot of people that yeah. want to podcast and want to do it and, you know, ask me a lot of questions. And I've been thinking about, well, maybe I need to package this and maybe yeah. try to, you know, sell it in a form of way for people who want to start podcasts and stuff like that and different things that yes. I've learned and techniques and a lot of tools that I use to really help me automate my business, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking about that myself. What made you choose the word moxie? for your business when I was, name? When I was in sales, uh, there was an older guy that would call me Moxie because I would <laughs> hit all the sales numbers and I would, and I would, I was horrible about going to the meetings, but I would bring in, see, that's another thing about me that I, I look back and think, no wonder I was a bad student. I, I didn't like to sit still. Yeah. That's mostly what it was. Yeah. And I was more extroverted and I like to, you know, stay busy. And so when I discovered sales and how, good I did at sales, mm-hmm. um, I realized that I could get away with things because I was the best salesperson. <laughs> like if you are the best salesperson, you get away with things. Yeah. And so that was helpful. <laughs> but, but he, I remember a guy calling me Moxie and I remember thinking, um, what is this word? I think he told me or something. And so I actually used alliteration. I used Moxie mompreneur for my Ooh. first website. Mm-hmm. And I've never said this out loud before, but other, well, maybe I've told a couple of friends, so I'm going to say it right now. This is really funny. I changed it to Moxie Entrepreneur because I had a boyfriend at the time that he said I was spending way too much time on my business. And he went into my um, account and hijacked the name Moxie Mompreneur. <sighs> And said, until you, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, until you come over and start spending more time with me, I changed the password. You can't get it. He thought (laughs) it was real cute and funny. And I thought, okay. So I completely changed the name. I said, you can have it. Now you own Moxie Mom or have fun with that. And um, yeah, we broke up after that. But of um, course. (laughs) He actually took a couple of other. I I used to own Moxie Talk and he Mm. sold that. That was a really good one. That was going to be the name of my podcast. But here's the thing. I was really, I had tunnel vision and tunnel vision really works. If you can become obsessed with something and, you know, not in an unhealthy way, but just really focused, um, that is what a lot of people just need and they don't realize the power of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you can like just two hours a day, we're not talking like 24 seven necessarily. If you could take action two Mm -hmm. hours a day, that makes all the difference in the world. And, um, 
anyway, that's that. So Moxiemompreneur, then I, it became Moxie Entrepreneur, and it didn't sound as catchy, but that's just what I kept. And by the way, um, I stopped using, that's not where I'm sending people. I've actually yeah. started a new company called Rich, Fit, and Happy. Mm. And here's one of the reasons why, because Entrepreneur Magazine is suing people that use but the word entrepreneur. Oh. Yeah. I so I don't that. I don't want to be sued and I don't really like the name that much. So I like the new name though. Cause you know, you want to be fit, you want to be healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like yeah. it. Well, it's not that I wanted to get rid of Moxie. I'm talking the word entrepreneur. Yeah. That entrepreneur magazine, you know, wants. And so that's fine. I still use the, the term Moxie, mm-hmm. but, but um, I still own a lot of domain names with Moxie in it, but rich, fit and happy is about, getting moxie and staying Mm. moxie and that means energy and energy and pep and knowledge staying on top of it but also feeling good while you're doing it and it gets harder as we age um who you telling like Uh crystal so (laughs) i i okay so the reason i transitioned and so there are three pillars to rich fit happy and fit Mm -hmm. the fit part and the health is actually one of the most important things in the program yeah we talk about hormones and I found someone that um, I think is going to be an excellent fit because of her knowledge. And she has a clinic that she's opening in uh, Nashville. Actually, you don't mm-hmm. have to be in Nashville to work with her. But I'm bringing her on board as a voice because we've been lied to in so many ways about HRT mm-hmm. and how when our estrogen dips, what are we supposed to do? We, when you feel awful, you can't keep going and have moxie yeah. in your step. So, um, so we've I've been learning from someone I feel like just knows so much. And I tend to listen to those that are not the most popular. Mm -hmm. Here's what I mean by that. I have noticed that when something is super popular and like, like, uh, I was going to use an example, but for instance, I'll just Mm -hmm. say this. Estrogen has been for the last 20 years or so looked at as this bad thing, but it's mm-hmm. actually not get, not having the right levels of estrogen hurts us tremendously. It's actually causing a lot of health problems. It causes mm-hmm. depression. You know, giving a woman with low estrogen an antidepressant, how is that going to yeah. fix the problem? The yeah. problem is we're, we're, we've got way too much, um, or we've got not enough rather, uh, estrogen and it's hurting our hair, our skin, our nails. Mm-hmm. Sure, we see that. But then our mental state, our heart. So basically, every organ for us women, estrogen protects. Mm, okay. That's the truth. Brain fog, being able to think sharply. We need estrogen. So doctors are afraid to give estrogen because of a clinical study that wasn't even done right 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so we're paying the price. We've been lied to in a lot of ways. But that's when I started listening to her when she was going against the grain and explaining why, going deep and explaining why. And I was like, I like her. We're going to talk about this more. And so hours and hours I've spent on the research that she's telling me, the research she she has actually um, had funded. And it's been enlightening. And Mm -hmm. it's been, it's, I want to give that same hope to others so they start feeling better because I know that a lot of women are going to hear me say this and go, why would I want a period for the rest of my life? Okay. Mm -hmm. The reason 
I believe that women say they wouldn't want a period for the rest of life is because they've had a bad period. Mm. That's why, because they, <laughs> they have the bad periods to, you know, yeah. and I, you probably didn't expect me to talk about periods today on your show. <laughs> Listen, I have so, a show coming up where we're talking all about menopause. So, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. It's a big topic. I got to be on that show. Yes. I got a lot to say, but estrogen and higher levels of estrogen and basically preventing menopause is not talked about. What's mm-hmm. talked about is managing the symptoms so yeah. that you're just getting by That's and exactly not feeling like, if you're not feeling like suicide, then you're doing good. It's like, no, no, no. We want to thrive. Damn it. Mm-hmm. We want to thrive yeah. and feel amazing. And guess what? You can, mm-hmm. you can. Yeah. So we need to stop being afraid of estrogen. It is not, it's not linked to cancer. The lack of it is linked to cancer. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of evidence to point to that too. So that's I would love be to interesting. talk more about that. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely going to be interesting for sure. And the prices need to come down too, so that people can afford it. We all deserve. Oh my god, it. yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. What I mean, they're... we have a whole show talk about the price of medications and stuff like that in this country. Like it's just, it's just off mm-hmm. the charts. It really is. Yes. Um, what I want to ask you is that, so listening to your history in terms of like, you've been able to pivot to different careers, it seemed like throughout your life. When did you know it was time to make that shift to like, okay, I can really stop working, you know what I mean? From somebody else and really now focus on myself. When did it, during that period, when did you realize that? Probably when I started selling $6,000 packages online and working from home and and having that flexible schedule. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and all I wanted was that flexible schedule and then, and not miss any of my kids things like cleaning my garage. I was was telling you before you hit record stories and now everyone listening is like, what? But I, um, I just wanted to not be so stressed out and barely mm-hmm. getting by. I didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel until I started working for myself because I knew that, and I also, I want to like what I do. Yeah. And I noticed, and I didn't ever completely realize this, but I noticed that when I'm in charge of everything, and I don't mean everything, everything, but when I'm in charge, I will get it done. So mm-hmm. what motivated me to do all of that was freedom. I love yeah. freedom. And I love being able to work when I want and take a vacation when I want. And all of that goes along with that. And so that actually, um, you've got you've to be disciplined to yeah. earn that. So I was able to be disciplined when the reward was big. And I didn't realize that. Like when I was an employee, I was just like going along with the flow Mm -hmm. and not really into it. I wasn't given the ability or the, um, the reins and the creativity department. And it was just like, and, and so that, you know, I wasn't ever really, they didn't give me anything to feel motivated about. Mm -hmm. So freedom was my motivator. Um, I don't know if I answered your question though, hon. Yeah, you did. You did. Definitely. Yeah. That's what it was. Freedom. And you sold your big ticket offer because a lot of people who are still working and kind of like have a little side hustle are looking for that moment where they can completely make that shift. And it could be, okay, I hit this financial um, goal in my business and now I'm able to take that leap. And then there's some people that are like, you know what? I just didn't like the job anymore. I just took it. I didn't even have any money coming in business and I just took a a leap of faith. Right. Yeah. 
And so I think it's always interesting to hear when people decided it was time for them to do that. And so what was it like for you? Was it scary for you to make that, to leave that? Um, I guess we think about our jobs, we think about it as so quote unquote stable and it's, you know, it's a steady check. Mm-hmm. Was it a scary thing for you to say, okay, I'm going to have to work hard in this because I got to do this myself, you know, versus having this check that I know it, is coming every two weeks. Yeah, there were a moment, there were a moment, there were moments that I was scared, but I will say I had the real estate license. And so mm-hmm. I continued selling, but it was yeah. taking too much of my time and people were wasting my time. And I remember yeah. um, on my 40th birthday, so it was like in 2000. And it was snowing like crazy. And and by the way, I'd left commercial and kind of dabbled in residential. Mm-hmm. And I remember a gal wanting, she didn't want to, she didn't want to put her house up for sale yet, but she wanted to look at all these properties and it was like never ending with her. <laughs> so I got a bad customer. <laughs> and I remember it was a snowstorm. It was my 40th birthday mm-hmm. and my kids were at home waiting because they, you know, wanted to have cake with mom. Right. Yeah. And I was calling them texting them and saying you know i'll be home i'll be home and yet there was another one she so we i was risking my life in a snowstorm Mm -hmm. to show this gal that she couldn't even show me respect to put her own house on because when she wanted when she wanted to make an offer she really wasn't going to be ready because her house so it was just like i couldn't get her to see how disrespectful she was being and i realized that happens a lot in real estate and i don't have the tolerance for it so that day i remember thinking to myself I had to change my mood or I was going to snap at her. I knew that. But <laughs> I remember thinking, this is it. This yeah. is my last day. And I guess because it was my 40th birthday, I remember it yeah. so clearly. I was like, I'm really, really done now. Yeah. So, so I should thank this woman. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You're my motivation. <laughs> exactly. And so that's when I really turned up the volume on mm-hmm. my marketing and turned up the volume with my videos because videos really helped because it built yeah. more like and trust. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was also closing about 80% or more of the people that I would talk to. I would give them payment plans too. And, and, you know, I realized it was because I come from TV Mm -hmm. and video helps people make decisions because Mm -hmm. face-to-face business is really, really more powerful than just reading something. And um, I think that I was able to convey on video Mm -hmm. that no like, and trust. And I would share enough and they would, I would hear a lot. I know that you know what you're talking about. I watched all your videos five times and I, <laughs> and I was like, okay, so before she made this investment, she watched my video. I, that was feedback to me. Yeah. And I remember it, the first time I heard that I was like, I got to do more videos because mm-hmm. they're really, they're really needing that. Yeah. And, 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 and in TV, we used to say uh, a potential customer needs to watch your commercials about 20 times 12 to 20 times before it gets in the head because it's programming yeah you know some of it is programming a commercial a 30 second like you know you add music it gets in your little brain there and 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 then it like but mine were more education based didn't Mm -hmm. add music it was just me explaining things and so education can be even more powerful yeah it can did you always see yourself as an entrepreneur or do you think you kind of just no I didn't know what an entrepreneur was. I don't remember hearing that in school. Do you remember hearing that in school? I don't remember hearing that in school either. (laughs) Wait, that was an option? To be honest with you, uh -uh. uh-uh. It wasn't an option. So you just kind of fell into it. Just started seeing things over the course of your life. It was like, hey. I I did fall into it. And I really didn't like being an employee. And I didn't realize it 
um, until I started making good money and realizing, gosh, I hated all those years of working. Yeah. (laughs) Of course I still work, but this is fun, right? Yes. Talk to a girlfriend. Like this is fun. It is. It's it's nothing like it. You know what I mean? Like you said, when you are an employee, it's like, I feel like when you're an employee, you're always trying to prove yourself, right? You always got to show your boss I'm committed and you got to prove yourself to get promotions, to get raises. And it's just a struggle. But like you said, the freedom that comes with being able, you work harder, right? But it's so much freedom and it doesn't feel like work because you enjoy it. Yeah. And so you get to choose the five people you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. And that really goes back like it's like full circle now that's one of the first things I said on this remember like that really hit home with me and I realized that when I would sit in the meet that's why I would void the meetings because when I would sit in the meetings I had to look at (laughs) (laughs) people that I just didn't really respect and here's why I didn't respect them yeah I didn't want what they had everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay. Yeah. I wonder what Allie Brown had. I didn't. Exactly, I, right? They didn't have what I, they were negative. Let me just going to say that I remember there being some of the most negative people complain, complain, gossip. And I just was like, I'm so done, mm-hmm. done with it. And I don't have to listen to that anymore if I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. What inspired you to, to write the book, though? Um, I can't remember exactly. I mean, just <laughs> writing a book was something yeah. that sounded like fun. And yeah. I do, I, however, I do remember years ago as a kid thinking, I want to write a book someday because I did love books. Yeah, yeah. But it still seemed, it seemed like a pipe dream. Yeah. But I made it come true. You did. <laughs> I feel like you have to be a good writer in order to write a book, right? Yeah, because... and so I learned about that. I yeah. learned about that. <laughs> Can I add something about that? Yes. I'm not that great of a writer, but my either. editor, my editor was, here's, <laughs> I, I, I will say this though, that, I remember in high school taking a creative writing class and it was like the only class that I ever liked. <laughs> the only class I ever liked. So I did like it. Yeah. And my teacher did give me an A and honestly, I think it's the only A I ever remember. <laughs> Sad. It was like the only A because I really tried and I remember he would have me come up to in front of the class and, and read and it was also like the only time that I didn't care about read, like I wasn't like afraid. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, in speech, God, I would have, you know, like a coronary right before I went, <laughs> you know, in college, we, you had to take a speech class and you go yes. and you feel like you're going to faint. Oh, yeah, God. I didn't have that. So I had enough, I guess, to where I'm okay. If I had to write, a, uh, you know, fiction, I, I don't know. Yeah. But my point in saying all that was, I wasn't the best of writers. You don't have to be, but an yeah. editor does a really good job of kind of weaving your story and making it, having it make sense. Cause I spent, I was spending too much time until I found this editor that, that said, just give it to me. Give me what mm. you got. And I was like, really? So I just started giving him 
content and content. And the outcome was like, what? I would have never, ever thought he would weave story after, or, um, you know, there were stories that I gave him basically to, to explain my reason. Cause it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's all true, but the way he wove it together, it was like one thing led up to the next. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when I gave it to him, that's not how it was. (laughs) He's able to put it together to to make it into an actual story in a book. Well, like one chapter built on, yeah, yeah, one chapter built after the other, yeah, yeah. That's good. Let me ask you this: Were you what was the mindset, and are you what type of confidence you have to have to just kind of like launch with a big ticket offer? You know what I mean? Because most people are like, oh, let me just kind of put my feet in, sit my feet in the water, just let me launch maybe $500. But you just decide to say, hey, I'm going straight for the gusto. I'm going big. So what what was your mindset around that when you did it? Okay, so probably because I had spent (laughs) $25,000. Yeah. No, really. Like, and I remember the first time I told, I was in, I was with some gals after work and I told her I did it. I was like excited and her face was like, oh, you should have done what? You should have done that. And I remember thinking, what? I shouldn't have. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I got, I, I can't be around that. Yeah. Nope. I, 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 so I knew enough to like get away from that type of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer your question, darn it. What was your question? How, what type of, oh, yeah. So, so I guess because I had spent that and I saw the change that it made. It like busted Mm -hmm. me out of a whole lifestyle. So it was, it's a paradigm shift. And here's the thing, money is relative. So Robert Kiyosaki probably doesn't have a $6,000. I don't know that for sure, but he Mm -hmm. might not. And back then, I don't, I don't remember seeing that as an option. Now Mm -hmm. he may have had some books or something for sale that were lower, but he didn't have any, he wasn't going to spend time teaching somebody such a high value concept. Mm -hmm um, for a lower amount. So he would think $6,000 was too small. See? Mm, So it all depends on what you, what you think $6,000 is worth. Here's what I did know. And what I, so this helped me too. I'm not going to sell junk, you know, and scam somebody that was not in, it's not in me at all. So I knew that 6,000 is it's a little bit of an investment for some people. It's a big investment for others, but what they're going to get is about 20 to 50,000 because they can make this, or maybe even if they do, if they do it with everything they've got, like I did, they can make a hundred thousand. So I had that in my mind by the end of that year, I had that in my mind, but I obviously didn't have it starting out. I just had the experience of the whole Robert Kiyosaki thing. Mm -hmm. And so obviously that did something to my mindset because I've been asked before, not for a long time, but I remember being asked, why such a high, what made you think, you know, like mm, that you were yeah. worth that, like, because I could change their life. Cause I just changed mine. Yeah. Like the information that I was giving, I knew could change their whole life. Yeah. Because you, like you said, and you a college charges 20,000, like a college uh, yeah. charges 20,000, um, what for a year sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it is nowadays. Um, it's, it depends obviously on the university, but, and, and there's no guarantee. I couldn't guarantee that somebody was going to run with what I told them to do, yeah. but they were faster to cash than getting a degree in art. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing at a degree in art. I think no, a degree in art not. is amazing. 
especially yeah. now that you can sell things online. Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. What was your, were you always um, a confident speaker? Like was speaking, public speaking was always something you was confident in doing? Because I know a lot of us still, me too, I still struggle when it comes to public speaking. You know, we all get nervous and stuff like that. But you seem like it just kind of just so easy for you. Were you always okay. that way? No. So <laughs> this is all, this is all just practice. Yeah. Piano. If you played the piano and you were you did it every single day, you would eventually get good, and you'd be asked, "Were you always yes. this good?" So, um, when I remember when I said I would have that call, yes. I would get so nervous before the call because I thought, "What if they find out that I'm not an expert?" That I would have to remind myself I'm an expert in what I'm talking about, right? And, and so I remember mm -hmm. being nervous, and I remember this is funny, you know how I said that you could see if people were on the call. Mm -hmm sometimes there'd only be one or two people and I would be relieved. <laughs> I <knew that's> <laughs> and then I'd ask myself, what am I crazy doing all this to be relieved that only one person showed up? But that's how nervous I was. Yeah. Um, and I remember like the first time I wrote everything down and I caught myself almost reading it and thought, oh, I've got to stop. Mm. Like that sounds horrible. Who's going to, you know, want to get on a call and hear somebody read from a yeah. book um, or read from. So it was literally just practice, practice, practice. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, before I'm on a podcast, I don't feel like I have to memorize anything. Yeah. I don't even prepare myself because I kind yeah. of have an idea of what they're going to ask. And I have enough experience to pull from that mm -hmm. I can pull from it quickly. But, you know, I have a daughter that <clears throat> I have two daughters that are very different. Mm -hmm. And one is more extroverted and words come to her easier. And one is not. And she is the introverted um, cerebral. I don't know what you would call her, but she likes to play chess and she paints yeah. and she keeps her circle really small. And she is not show like she, she does not understand why someone would want to take selfies and put them up of themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, like she's yeah. just different that way. And she has asked me that question too. And I say to her, just like with painting, right? You did yes. it a little bit at a time and you mm -hmm. just, you liked it enough to keep doing it. And then you built up and now people look at her paintings and say, oh my God, I mm. look like I could pick it up off the page. And that was all just practice. Yeah. Practice. Did you know what's so funny? I was going to ask you about, because I think you kind of touched on, it. I was going to ask you, did imposter syndrome ever kind of sink into you when you started yes. out? <laughs> Saying like, and it, hey. it, it actually cost me a lot and I could oh, see wow. it happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, there is this concept of, um, well, what's it called? Like, see, I'm not pulling it very fast right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's a concept where the human, um, we want to expand our life. Mm -hmm. So, oh, it's the impression of increase. Mm -hmm. So there is this idea that the human wants to expand and grow. It's just how we are. I mean, yeah. we want to grow our lives. So we see things online or we see in marketing something uh, and that in marketing, that's part of marketing. It's been known for forever that people want to expand their life. So there's yeah. the impression of increase. If somebody looks like they're increasing their life, we're more attracted to it we're more attracted to we want to know what they're doing yeah. we want to be around it it's just a natural thing and so um there were times when i would feel like i didn't deserve because mm. other people had these 
master's degrees in business yeah. and this. And I thought, what? I don't, I, I don't deserve it. What if those people start questioning me? Here's the thing. I'm just applying basic concepts and winning. Yeah. But yeah, there was, there was that part of me from my childhood and some of it came from parents that didn't think highly of rich or, mm -hmm. you know, they didn't say the most positive things Yeah, and that got into my head. So I thought, am I being bad? Is this bad? Like, yeah. who does she think she is? I don't want to. So I would let that and I don't anymore. Yeah, I don't anymore. But there was a time I did. Yes. And I had to work through it mm -hmm. and get some. I had to work on my mindset pretty much nonstop. And when I would feel that happening, I would join a coaching program. I would get, I would mm. read books. And so I would really ask myself um, why that was happening. Yeah. And then I would ask my, I would, I would, I would find people either whether, whether on YouTube that taught mindset and yeah. I would educate myself so much so that I could break past that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a, it's part of, it's kind of like, it's part of our childhood. It's childish. Yeah. Yeah. A it lot of it comes from childhood. Me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. From things you heard growing up and stuff like that. And you just carry those things with you as an adult. And so it could mindset. Be, it could be innate. It could be innate. And I interrupted you. I'm sorry, honey. No, that's but fine. It could be innate. So, you know, especially women, we tend to mm -hmm. want to be part of the tribe. It's a tribal thing. Like, mm -hmm. like we don't want to be isolated. Yeah. And I'm, you know, you do start to lose friends because they don't oh, get yeah. it. And they don't understand what you're doing. Um, they might watch you, but then, you know, they they stop connecting with you and it hurts your feelings mm -hmm. or you just no longer, you work, you've worked on yourself to a point and elevated your mindset and it doesn't match theirs anymore. Yeah. And so, so before you find those other people and attract those other people, there's this gap of isolation that will really get to you if you let it. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask that. Cause you, like you said, when you mentioned the, you're kind of like the, the, well, the image of the five people you hang around, right? And so yeah. I was like, did you lose? So I was going to ask you, did you have to lose some friends throughout that time? Because oh, yeah. right, when you think about building something and those who are going to support you and those who just don't get it because they can't see themselves doing it and they just yeah. don't understand how you're going to do it. So I always got something negative to say. You got to yes. move them people off to the side where it's like, you know, I'll be friends with you from afar. I won't share certain things with you. You know, I still say hi to you and stuff like that, but not everybody deserves to be in that kind of inner circle. Yeah. And doing. I made the mistake of thinking, oh, now that I've learned this, I want to mm -hmm. teach like my friends yeah. and friends that yep. I had my whole life. Yeah. And I just um, see the mistake I made was thinking that everybody wants this. Yes. But everyone has different blocks. Yes. Everyone has different blocks. And, um, you know, I could free them. You can free up their time. I could change, you know, like they don't, they're all, like only going to want what they want. I can't yeah. want it more than them. So yeah. I that came that, to that, be a problem. That kind of mindset too. Where I'm like, oh, you know, entrepreneurship is really sad. People should do it more. And I got to realize, okay, Sean, you know, not everybody is going to be an entrepreneur. There do have yeah. some people that work for the company too. You know what I mean? And those people, <laughs> right. yeah, then those people love yes. their job. They love working and stuff like that. And they don't have a desire to, be a business owner or to lead an organization, anything like that. I have to remember that too, because I would try to encourage some friends where they're like, I'm good girl. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, you know, I, I definitely didn't try to take <clears throat> and bring anyone that didn't want, yeah. but they would say they wanted it. And then I would see them sabotaging themselves. And then mm -hmm. I would tell them and they didn't appreciate being told by their friend. Right. Mm -hmm. It's different when you hire a coach, but when the friend now there's like some competition issues coming up yeah. and we're looking at a whole different monster. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. Do you have clients that you have to help them kind of with their confidence, even with them like crafting an offer or trying to sell? Um, do you have to help them? Is that a part of it too? the confidence piece? Because you got to be yes. confident in selling. You know what I mean? You really do. Yeah. And by the way, did you know that estrogen helps confidence big time, big time. And you're, when your estrogen drops out and you start to lose your confidence, you need to check your labs. So I'm just going to throw that in there. But um, that's good to know. But if there is a, a lack of confidence simply because you've killed your own confidence over mm -hmm. the years of not following through on things. So yeah. we, we actually can kill our confidence by not taking action or uh, not keeping promises to ourselves, Like I'm going to show up on this podcast this day, no matter how nervous I am, no matter, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And the more you cancel or the more you change your mind about showing up on that yeah. day or speaking on whatever it is that you're avoiding, um, the more you kill your confidence. So the harder it's going to be to get it back. Mm -hmm. So the, so the faster you start doing scary shit, can I say shit? <laughs> the faster you start doing the scary stuff, the more confident you'll become. And you could have a bad situation too, like show up and fumble and you made yourself look stupid. Most of the time we think that we made ourselves look stupid. Yeah. I realized true. that too. We think we made it and then we didn't. And um, so you need to do a self check on that too. Like, what's that? Like, why do you start picking on yourself afterwards? Have you ever had a situation? And then afterwards you like have this weird feeling and you're like, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't you start picking on yourself. Yeah. Um, that's a sign yep. that, that something's off. Yeah. And, um, I've definitely so, had those moments. Yes. Yeah. And we all have had moments where self-talk is bad. Oh yeah. Like I'm my worst like, enemy. You ask me. <laughs> me yeah I'm the one that does it I criticize myself all the time and I'm like I really and you know like I said mindset is such a big thing I've been working on a lot this year in terms of like mindset affirmations manifestations and stuff like that just spending more time with my personal development because being an entrepreneur you know just work even being an employee just working on your mindset it's like just to have a better life is so important and it does yeah. open you up to see the world in a different in a different light when you're able to do that yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, there, I would catch myself, I still sometimes do it. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll have an interaction at a store or whatever, and I'll say something and I didn't get the reaction and think I'm funny or whatever and get no reaction. And then <laughs> I walk away going, okay, they think I'm crazy. They think I'm crazy. Why did I say that? You know, we all kind of have those moments, yeah. but I don't, I don't do it nearly as much anymore. Yeah. But, yeah. um, but I think it's good for people to hear that we all, we're all human. We all have a certain level of it, but mm -hmm. that can actually be changed by writing and visualizing, oh, yeah. like visualizing yourself, the person you want to be mm -hmm. and changing your neurology literally by writing it, writing mm -hmm. who you want to be. I am this person. So the, I am is super powerful. And I oh, wish yeah. somebody had told me that many, many years ago, I would mm -hmm. have been a different person as a child. 
Oh yeah. The I am affirmations are, are super powerful. You're right. Yeah. It's like um, magical. They really are. They really change your mindset, open you up. So mm-hmm. what are some advice you would give um, another entrepreneur, another woman that wants to be an entrepreneur? What advice would you give her? Well, I think um, service is mm-hmm. probably your fastest path to cash. So if you don't have the funding, I, it's it's a good thing that you don't have funding, believe it or not, because then yeah. you won't waste a lot of money. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect at all. Um, I don't think, I think there's a certain level of uh, people think, oh, I want, you know, I see Marie Forleo or I see somebody doing what I want. Okay. but I. I want a set like hers in the background. I want this. I want that. Mm-hmm. All you need is a microphone and a light and a laptop That's it. or, or a phone yep. and start sharing some of your ideas. And, um, and, but you've got to have a page that you're sending them to, to start collecting their information because connection is currency. So think yeah. about it that way. If you're just throwing it out there in the ethers and not reeling them in and connecting with you on a face-to-face or a, a more of an intimate setting. Cause I would have consultations with people mm-hmm. and then on the console. And I, here's, I'm going to throw this into, this is really important. So let's say you have, you have a $6,000 uh, program like mine mm-hmm. and it was six months long. They're going to give you a thousand dollars a month. Um, and you, you've got what you're going to give them down. Well, you need to put it, what those pieces are, those benefits are, you need to put it on a page and it can be a static page that mm-hmm. is just up there. But, when you get people on a consultation call using a calendar link or whatever, you want to go ahead and ask them if they're you know, ready to move forward Yeah, and give them that. Cause I see, I had that sales background and that was helpful to me. Yeah. <clears throat> and I would say, are you near a laptop? And then I would send them, or I mean, I would send them to that page. And so I knew that you, they, we were both looking at it and I said, see that page. I have three packages. I have package one, two, and everything that you told me that you wanted, I can give you in package fee. Mm. And then I would pause. And then I would say, do you want to, do you want to move forward today? Yeah. And if they said, I'm going to have to think about it, say, that's okay. At least now, you know, and by the way, I own the domain, get started right away.com. <laughs> <laughs> so I have that subliminal and that's yeah. what was on that page. It was my, my package page. So then uh, afterwards, while they were thinking about it, if they were, and some of them would say, yes, I, I want to get started right away. And they would share, I, I would charge 1700 or maybe it was 1600. Mm-hmm. And then the rest were broken up into payments. And that was to give part of it to the, the, the gal that was going to help put the WordPress site up. Yeah. Um, but I would also send them an email and I give people this email template and in the email template, it was like gold and it is like gold. So I would remind them everything that they said they wanted. Mm. And then I would say, I would use a line. You said you wanted this so that you, you could have more freedom. You said you wanted mm. a word a website to make you feel more confident in, in what you're, you know, selling. Yeah. And I would put at, you know, so that, so the words, so that are really powerful to people because mm-hmm. they're like, because it helps them make a decision. It helps them do what they really want to do, but they're, mm. they're just struggling. So, yeah. um, so then I would make a list of all the things that they said, and I'd put it in um, the, um, so that, so that you can, so that it just reminds them why they're doing it. And then 
that would help. And then I'd put that link again, get started right away. And on that get started right away, there was a payment link. That's mm -hmm. helpful too. So what you're doing is you're really helping them make decisions because we are overwhelmed as people and yeah. we, we need help making decisions. So a confused mind doesn't buy. And yeah. if you think about McDonald's and you think about some of these restaurants, even Culver's, all, all these fast food restaurants, they know it. I don't eat at fast food restaurants, but I do like me a Culver's chicken sandwich every once in a while. <laughs> but on the menu, you see packages. They have so many items, right? And yeah. they have packages and it helps the mind. And so whoever taught them that, you know, it was, it probably beefed up their sales like crazy mm -hmm. when they started helping us make decisions. Yeah. They also um, worked with a guy that owned a photography studio and I would help him with his packaging. And we use that same system. Um, you've seen the system before. Like when you go to a photographer's or you have a family session, they put in front of you to help you decide because you love all the pictures of your family. Yeah. You want them all, right? Mm -hmm. But you've got to narrow it down. And these are your, so it's easier. You get 12. Package B is usually the most popular package and it does end up being. So think about like, what can you throw in your medium sized package and then think about a number in the package C, so A, B, C, that is so big that you just think to yourself, no one would ever buy that. <laughs> and I put a $25,000 package. And in that package, I did sell some, by the way. And in that package, it was almost all done for you. Yeah. And I topped them a little bit. That's awesome. Like the writing, I like that. the planning. Yeah, yeah. I like the email because with the so that because... It's like you're almost selling them on what they said versus what you trying to tell them. Yes. You they know, we had this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. They told you what they wanted and you can get them that. And then the result of getting that website is going to buy you. It's going to make it easier for you to sell. It's going to get you to six figures faster. It's going to do this so that yeah. you can spend more time at the beach. Yeah. So what do you currently have that you're offering now that you want the oh, audience to know uh, about? Rich Fit and Happy. Rich Fit and Happy. You can mm -hmm. go to richfitandhappy.com. My gal is putting other pages, but right now it's just one page and it's a year long program. It's only mm -hmm. 3000 for the whole year. There are, I think three payment plans is what we decided on. And we are just starting to roll. I'm just now talking about it, but in mm -hmm. it are videos about, so health, wealth, and happiness. So the mm -hmm. mindset stuff that we've talked about, yeah. there are lots of things that you can do to help you with ADD, for instance, there are mm -hmm. nootropics, there are things that I've experimented that just amazing. Um, we talk about health, we talk about how to make more money. And the little tip that I just gave you, like with the email and the static yeah. page and the, you know, um, little domain, those little tricks is just loaded with tricks like that. Yeah. So, so how to make more money, how to manage it better, once you start making it, and then the mindset and the health. I like that. I really do. A That's whole year's so worth that. It, yeah. The idea is to completely transform your life in that year. Yeah. And it can be done, which is so good. Yeah. Especially with someone can. like you that who's, who has a proven record of doing it. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. This has been a good conversation, Chris. I really appreciate you coming on the oh, show. I talk I a really, lot, don't I? Thank you. Listen, but it's good conversation and you dropped so much good information here that I don't see why anybody wouldn't now go and say, okay, I got to work with her because she has a proven record of doing it. She gives out a lot of good information and it's like, just me, myself, I'm like, oh my God, she's so right. And you know, it's so crazy. I tell people a lot 
I don't think people still understand the power of email because people think social media is just where it's at. They got an audience on social media and I got engagement. I got this and that. And then I'm like, okay, but how do you connect with the people outside of social media? How do you, you yeah. know, go connect that, you know, build that connection further for a lot of people. Social media is just where it is and where it stops from them. I was yeah. so surprised how the people have millions of followers and don't have any emails set up for them. That's I I've, I've actually, I would get a lot of people from my email list on mm -hmm. a consultation and they would confess that to me and I'd look at their Facebook and they would have millions and yep. they made no money. I'm like, yep. that's because you're not asking, you're not asking for any money. Mm -mm. You're not, you don't have these little systems down. It was, it was shocking. Yep. So sometimes it's the people without the millions of followers that are actually making the money. Exactly. <laughs> remember that people <laughs> remember that. <laughs> Okay, because before we close this show, this is a question I ask every guest that comes on. What was some of the best advice you received from another woman or just another person, if you can? Um, it was, there's so much, but it was basically to charge more. Mm. Yeah, and, and when I say charge more, I mean in one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. Because yeah. I have a $12,000 package that's one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. um, so. I'm going to say that because you're going to get to your goal faster. You're going to get to the lifestyle that you want faster. You know, do you find out, I mean, I'm not trying to stretch it on because I'm like, I know I got so many other things, but do you find people are afraid to um, price things high simply because they feel like, okay, who's going to buy that? Do you find that? Or do you find people more no, confident no, to do um, it? Well, usually most people have already been selling when they come to okay. something. They're just mm -hmm. not doing it right. They don't have all the little pieces oh, okay. that yeah, are actually costing them thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. If it's somebody that's just starting out, they need to work on their mindset. And once mm -hmm. they get that and they start doing the writing, I have them do writing visualization. It explodes what they think is possible, but also seeing a group of people that are making money and selling something you, it really helps a person say, I can yeah. do that. I can do it Motivates better. You. I can give a lot more in terms of value. So yeah. yeah. And it's, it's kind of like, if she's, if she can do it, I can do it times 10. You know, like, it's okay. It's okay to think like that. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. Right. Surrounding <laughs> yourself with people who are doing it motivates you. And it goes back to yes. the people you're surrounded with. Listen, yes. Crystal, thank you so much for being on the you're show. Welcome. This has been a really good show. This has been a fun conversation. Had a good time talking to you. Guys, listen, I am Shawnee Sanders. This is the Girl Techno Podcast. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.